0: Welcome to the Tax Cell Podcast where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. my tax sell veteran. I'm a leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Cell Playbook, founder of the Tax Cell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. Today, I want to discuss title searches. This is one of those topics that can be a little bit complicated to some investors while other investors just don't understand the purpose of a title search when it comes to the tax sale business. So we're gonna take this step by step. Let's break it down a little bit. First off, it's very important to understand that every county has an office responsible for recording all documents in public records. This could be the Register of Deeds Office, the Clerk of the Courts Office, the Recorder's Office. Every area has a slightly different name, it seems like. But when a county records a document, such as a deed or a mortgage, they are adding that document to the history of that property, while also providing public notice that that document and what it represents has taken place, such as a deed, selling property from one person to the next. This is important to understand so you can fully grasp everything as we move forward in this episode. So in real estate, there's something called a chain of title. And this is simply the ownership progression from one party to the next. Picture a chain, like a chain you would close a gate with, for example and you're holding that chain with your arm stretched straight out. So you have your arm out and you're holding this chain and the chain is dangling below. That very top chain, the actual chain itself, that's gonna be considered the first owner. The next chain below that would be the second owner. The next chain below that would be the third owner, so on and so forth. Now, the parts that actually link those chains together would be the deeds. So owner one would deed the property to owner two. Once owner one deeds that property, their name is still in that chain of title, but they are no longer the owner to that property. And then, of course, owner two, when they want to sell it, they would deed that property to owner number three, and that would add a link to that chain of title. Pretty simple so far, right? Now, when a title search is performed, one of the purposes is to research the chain of title. So what will happen is somebody will go back and they will search that chain of title to see exactly what has taken place in the history of that property. We wanna make sure that owner one did actually sell that property to owner two, and then owner number two did sell it to number three. You might be surprised to learn that sometimes this does not happen. For example, if a husband and wife own a property together and then they go to sell that property, but the wife forgets to sign the deed, then you would have a break in that chain of title. It just doesn't flow or progress like it should. So while we're researching the chain of title, we also want to make sure that everything looks like it should, just because a deed has been recorded does not mean that it is accurate. Another example could be a deed that contains an error in the legal description. Let's say owner number one wanted to sell his property to owner number two. When the deed was created, it should have said block A, lot one of this subdivision. That's the lot that they were selling. That's the legally described real estate that they were selling, block A, lot one. But instead, when they're preparing that deed, there's a typo and it says block B, lot one, which is not the property that the first owner actually owned. Nonetheless, let's just assume that nobody notices the deed is recorded. And now, The second owner wants to sell the property, but when he goes to sell the property to the third person, the third person says, whoa, you don't even own the property you are trying to sell me because the first owner in that deed, there was a mistake. He bought a lot from the first owner that the first owner didn't even own himself due to that error. So then we go back to that first owner, have them sign a corrective deed if they're still alive, and we move forward in most situations, but it is certainly going to hold up things when it comes to the closing, and of course title insurance. Now that title search will also include a search for liens and encumbrances. So if you're picturing that chain that you're holding up, you have it stuck straight out with your arm, you're holding this heavy chain, and all those chains represent the transfer of ownership from one party to the next. Let's say it's a perfectly clean chain. You just bought it from the hardware store, right? Now picture on one of those links, there's a little tag. And that tag says mortgage. When somebody lends money in exchange for a lien on a property, they will record a mortgage against that property. It will be in a title search. Now that mortgage, that little tag on that chain is going to exist until it's paid off. Once it's paid off, something called a satisfaction of mortgage will be recorded. And they take that little tag and they rip it off that chain of title. And the chain is going to be clear again with nothing attached to it. Now, if it is not removed, if there's not a satisfaction of mortgage recorded, then it will still exist for the next owner until somebody has it removed. So that's title searches in kind of a nutshell. It's kind of hard to explain truthfully on a podcast, but hopefully you were able to visualize everything as I was explaining it. All right. So how does all of this apply to tax on investing? Well, in the conventional market, a title search is performed and then title insurance is issued at closing to the new buyer. So this is where a professional actually goes in and researches the chain of title. They make sure everything is perfect. And then if it is, they will issue an insurance policy to back their claims that the title to that property is clear. So there's not a concern about any title issues to that buyer or that seller because they have title insurance to fall back on. And of course, a professional first research the property before issuing that title insurance. With tax sales, however, there could be a concern about title issues. We have two primary issues that you have to think about, two primary concerns. Number one are noticing issues, and number two are liens that are not extinguished by the sale. Now, before we discuss these, you must, must know the tax sale laws in your state. Every single state is just a little bit different, and you have to understand how your specific state operates what it says about the chain of title about the foreclosure process what is required what about case law all that stuff the more you know about this process in the state that you are investing in the better all right the first issue that we're concerned with again noticing issues you usually hear tax sell investors say that in many states once a property has been sold at a tax sell auction the former owner cannot get that property back and this is absolutely true if everything up to that point was done correctly when a property goes through tax foreclosure all owners and all outstanding lien holders must be notified according to state statute now depending on the state the definition and what is required could be very very specific or it could be rather generic and open to interpretation Some states will require a very simple letter or two to be mailed to the former owners. And then the former owner, if they don't redeem that property or pay off the taxes, once it's sold, they've lost all claim forever. That's it. That's all that's required for noticing purposes in some states. Other states will require that a certified letter be sent and perhaps even signed for. And even then will provide the owner with a year or two to challenge the validity of the sale through the court system. This means that somebody can bring a court case to say that the specific tax foreclosure laws were not followed precisely or they did not receive the notice as required by law. A judge will then hear the case and make a decision once that sale has been challenged and argued in court. With a title search, we can identify which owners should have been notified and then we can confirm that they were notified properly after we review the tax foreclosure file, which is public record at the county office. This helps to reassure us that everything was done correctly. Now, while it won't eliminate the chances of a legal challenge entirely, because anybody can sue for anything, it will provide us with a very strong argument if they do try to challenge that sale in court, because we know the history, we know that they were properly served. Now challenges, they're very, very rare in most states, but it is worth a quick title search just to make sure everything is okay. A word of advice here. You will ideally want as few former owners, as few owners that were taxed foreclosed on as possible. And you're also going to want to see warranty deeds in that chain of title. So the more owners you have, the higher the potential that one of those owners wants to challenge that sale. If the county had to foreclose on 18 property owners that all own one property, there's a much higher chance you're going to have an issue with one of those people not having been served the proper notice. Likewise, when you start seeing a whole bunch of quick claim deeds in that chain of title, especially those that are handled by do-it-yourselfers or even worse, the ones that are written on lined paper by hand in ink. Yes, I've seen those before. That's when you really start getting into, did they really sell the property and was it correctly transferred type questions? It just opens up the door for some legal challenges. Again, the challenges are very rare, but it doesn't hurt to do your part to help insulate you from some of those challenges. And of course, if it is challenged and overturned, you're going to get your money back, but it's going to be a lot of hassle in the meantime. The second and most common issue you're searching for are outstanding lien holders. Just as all owners must be notified, all lien holders must also be notified. In some situations, lien holders will pay off the taxes and then charge the owner with reimbursement of those taxes after the fact. Now, if a property has a high mortgage balance, for example, typically the bank's going to be notified as they're required and they'll step in and they'll pay off those taxes. So if you see a property that has a half a million dollar mortgage on it, more than likely that mortgage holder is going to pay off those taxes because they want to protect their interest, their financial interest in that property. So the primary issue that we have with outstanding lien holders usually revolves around governmental liens. And I've addressed this before, but these can be enormous liens that do not get extinguished at all during the tax foreclosure process. There are no noticing requirements or anything like that. If a government lien exists, it is now your responsibility. Those liens will remain and they'll become your responsibility upon purchase at the tax sale. And these are usually for code enforcement type issues like weed violations. For example, they will often issue a small fine and they'll say you have to correct it within this period of time. If those issues are not corrected, then they will start issuing daily fines. And that's where it really starts piling up, especially if you have a property where the owner is deceased or something and it takes two or three years, for that property to go through the tax foreclosure process. suddenly you have two or three years worth of daily fines, and that is going to be yours that you inherit. This will be the primary lien that you want to search for when you're doing your title searches, because after all, it is yours. Now, something not recorded in public records will be recent code issues. Perhaps there's a citation from a month ago for a broken window or trash on the property or snow clearing violation or whatever it might be that has been issued against the property, but it's not yet a lien on the property. It will still be your responsibility to pay for it. So all you do there is simply call the county and ask if there's any citations against the property. And a lot of areas even have online searches that you can perform very easily and very quickly. So the next question will likely be, how do I search the chain of title? How do I get a title search? Well, you can kind of have three options here. You can pay a title company, title companies that close real estate transactions. But what happens is this almost gets cost prohibitive considering that you need to search this information. You need to pay for that title search prior to bidding, prior to going to the auction and you don't even know which properties you'll be buying or if you'll even buy anything. So if you wanted title searches run on 10 properties and you don't buy a single one, you wasted a whole bunch of money. So that's an expensive option. Some folks, as a second option, have hired title agents to work directly for them, kind of as an independent contractor type arrangement. And these title agents are very experienced and they'll do this in their spare time or on even a part-time basis. A prime example is a title agent who knows how to research properties. They have a lot of experience, but say they are retired or now they're a stay-at-home mom looking for side money. That's a very solid option if you need title searches done in volume, but you don't wanna have to pay a title company. Another option is to learn how to search the title yourself. Now, it is nearly impossible to explain this without a lengthy presentation and lots of illustrations and screen recordings, but you're basically going to take the owner's name and search it in public records and then review all this information related to that person and the property that you are interested in purchasing. I highly recommend this approach, provided you are confident that you have the time and the ability to learn how to search title. If so, take the time to do some research. Learn what you're doing. Learn how to search title. Practice a little bit and become comfortable with this. Again, I wish I could sit here and teach you how to do it, but it would take hours and hours. It would be a very, very lengthy presentation. But if you are interested in doing this, do yourself a favor. Go to Google and learn how to do it. Learn from an actual title company or a real estate attorney or a title agent. Learn from somebody that does nothing but title searches. And I'm certain you can find those folks online. Now, all this to say that even if something is found, there might not be an issue regardless. First off, the large majority of former property owners, they're not gonna challenge the sale. It takes time, it takes money, and it takes effort. If they really wanted to challenge the sale, they would have just paid their taxes most of the time. Secondly, the large majority of lien holders will also never challenge the sale. Next, your primary concern should be with those outstanding governmental liens because those are yours. You are going to inherit those no matter what. So focus on searching for those. And lastly, as you proceed to the selling stage, if you go through a tax foreclosure certification process, the company that does that will go through the tax foreclosure file with a fine-tooth comb to ensure that everything was done exactly like it should have been. If it wasn't done, if there's an issue, they'll suggest ways to fix it. Then they'll likely certify it if you take care of those issues. If you do a suit to quiet title, once you get that judge's signature, any title clouds, any liens, any encumbrances will be wiped off the property. The title will be clean and it will be insurable. And then you're good to go. It's as if those issues with that tax foreclosure never even occurred in the first place. So it's really a big picture type approach. Title searches are very important, but we also must factor in the property itself as well as our personal investment objectives. Hopefully today's video has helped you understand the relationship between tax sales and title searches. If it has helped at all, or any of our other episodes have helped you out, do me a huge favor and please leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to us on today. And if we can be of any additional help, just head on over to our primary website at taxcellacademy.com. Take care and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the TaxSol podcast.